Hello. Can you hear How? me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the farmer's market with Corinne and Steph. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, but we won't keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a very wonderful guest um, today on this episode. Um, Mr. John Theory of Waters of the Westgate. Absolutely. Is coming through. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, how you doing? You good? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm good. <laughs> so, <laughs> y'all don't understand, but anyway. So, you know, I'm just so excited to have you on. And I just could not wait for this episode. I wanted to do this last year. Damn, you can say that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do this last year, but I was like, you know what? We're going to start at the top. Um, we want to start strong. And I feel like that really is you. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Well, hello, I am John Theory, uh, representing Waters of the Westgate. And, um, you know, we handle, tackle all different types of spiritual issues and hope to give everybody remedy to enhance their destiny. I'm kind of the anti-spiritualist. I definitely don't follow a um, a path that may be familiar to most or understandable by most because um, I've been at this for a long time. And so the modern conventions of spirituality definitely don't fit the palette of the work I do and embrace. But I'm a fun-loving guy, a little bit crass. I talk crazy to people and spirits. And, you know, I never have no problems, so. That's kind of right. where I'm at. <laughs> it's it's a vibe. I'm here. We're catching it. Yeah. Um. I just I'm so grateful to have you on. One of my missions I wanted is to connect with more male practitioners because I feel like spirituality, in my experience, has been very um, female dominated, and Absolutely. I feel like we're not really honoring the both parts of ourselves if we're focusing on one thing. So I wanted to bring some balance to my own practice and bring balance to my listeners. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, hey guys, we right. definitely hello, talked listeners. to hello. <laughs> We've talked to some uh, female practitioners before. Um, I work with my little coven, love them to death. Um, but I definitely, like I said, wanted to get into the male side of things because I don't feel like it's really talked about i think there are just different things that inhibit you guys from coming out or being having a certain type of platform right. um, and sharing your experiences without being like censored or um having to like water it down if that makes sense absolutely first can you hear how good this mic sounds get into it i'm, look, I'm, being, I'm, look, I'm not i'm not acknowledging nothing you see the, the mic sounds amazing don't it um yeah, I uh, I think that there's a lot of conversation to be had about why there isn't as much male representation spiritually. And I think it starts with the approach, the um, glitz and glamour and the um, the ideal idealisticness of modern spirituality isn't appealing to uh, men which are more logic based. Right. Right. And so because the approach to spirituality is so idealistic, a lot of things aren't presented in a concrete way. And women have a way with understanding nuance 
in a way that men don't because nuance is not a concrete thing. So a woman is more apt to figure things out with the current landscape and schema of spirituality than a man is, right? Men, are, we're kind of ABC one, two, three. Okay. And that's not a knock to male intelligence, but it's more the male thought process. And it's not to say that there can't be logical women, right? We're not doing the gender war and debate oh, here. Oh, yeah, that's definitely not what we're doing. <laughs> but um, as far as just application and the way that things move, men kind of need a concrete, um, more of a concrete foundation to feel comfortable into moving into those spaces. Um, I have a lot of friends that are male that are practitioners, but they don't feel comfortable discussing what they discuss in such a female dominated industry. Um, the spirituality right now is one of the few places where um, the whole idea of patriarchy kind of doesn't exist. And so I see people fighting these invisible wars yeah. with these men that don't exist okay. about how they have to dominate and fight the patriarchy and men doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, there's barely any of us here and even fewer that are willing to speak openly about how they practice that are straight. It's a, it's a, it's a safe haven for, um, homosexual men yeah. and, um, trans men, trans women and, and women alike because of the current social political climate that exists outside of spirituality. Right. Right. Nobody really wants to hear a man's opinion. Um, and even though he's, he be wilding sometimes, I think that that's why uh, a Kevin Samuels can exist. Yeah. Is because there's so much of the idealistic nuanced conversation going on and there needs to be people here to kind of bring balance back into it. And so I hope to serve that role, you know, yeah. in giving everyone, men and women, the uh, the perspective and viewpoint of somebody who keeps it damn simple. Yeah, I think that is, again, what I wanted to highlight and why I wanted to bring you on. I have been following you for some time. Shout out to me. Um, shout out to you. Shout out to me. And I just like the approach that you have. Um, and it makes sense to me. As somebody who has operated a lot out of their masculine energy, it just makes sense to me. And if it makes sense to me, I feel like other people, it should make sense to them too. That's not always the case. But I wanted to, again, give you a place where you could explain yourself or a place where you could express your journey because I think a lot of people need that or more men need that need that or need to see it in order for them to feel comfortable with you know like I said existing in this landscape because it is right. very feminine driven or it appears to be more feminine driven no it is um, more feminine driven for sure he, he said it is it's not an appearance it is. this is not it's just not giving that with within with within the internet space most definitely yeah, that's what my thought process was. Most definitely. Um, that's kind I of the space we exist in right now. And the real world is a little bit different. You know, in real life is way different. I think there's a little bit more balance, but online, the narrative is feminine. Absolutely, because y'all already like candles and incense and things that smell good and oil and all of the spiritual <laughs> products that we typically use. Right are already things that women have come into contact with and experience. So it's not as difficult as a transition. If I bring a man some money oil that's smelling like citrus and lilac, he gonna look at me like, hold on, bro. You trying to, you know. What is this? <laughs> right. This is a little different. Um, shameless plug. That's why my Hyjon oil smells like Sauvage by Dior because it's a very masculine scent, you know. Um, yeah. But 
Yeah, definitely within the uh, the internet confines, it's it's a feminine energy that's dominating um, what we would call spirituality on the internet. Because I don't really believe in spirituality, but we can get to that. <laughs> well, let's let's okay. Well, I think that's important too. Let's get into your journey because that was one of the main things that I wanted to talk about, like how you kind of got started in spirituality and got to kind of like where you are now with taking the approach of I'm anti whatever y'all on. Um, to be honest with you, I'm the world's biggest skeptic. Okay. I don't, I don't believe in shit. If you guys hear cats in the background, they don't exist. Just, just ignore them. But yeah, I'm the world's biggest skeptic. And so I need evidence to show me how something works or functions. And so I've studied spirituality since I was nine years old and actually engaged in spiritual practices, ritual magic, so on and so forth, since I was 12. I started studying um, Eastern, Far Eastern approaches, like from Shintoism to Buddhism mm. and things like that, because I, as a child, I was always drawn to that culture. Like, I wasn't just a kid watching anime. Um, I learned how to cook the food, you know, like, right. if you know, if you're trying to come kick it with me, you ask me what I'm cooking, I'm probably making something Asian. So, um Sorry, starting from that element and starting from that uh, framework and just diving into their mythos and how they believe energy works. And um, in Japan, they used to have a priest called Omnioji. And oh. the Omnioji uh, used the wind to do divination. The direction of the wind, the way the leaves fell and things like that would allow an Omnioji to divine. And so, you know, that's kind of where I started. Then I got into meditation, learned about, you know, the uh, the Indian way and the chakras and meditating and rising to Kundalini and understanding the Vedas and Shiva, which Shiva is actually not mentioned by that name in the Vedas, but Shiva and the Hindu deities and kind of moving from as far east as possible back towards the West. Um, I would say I started to take it really serious in my 20s um yeah the you know i was working a, a job that some people would say was decent and um you know i was doing well in music at the time because outside of spirituality i do make music i'm actually signed I, I i do contract work in music and so um one day it just kind of hit me like there's got to be more to life you know okay get into it's it like, like purpose right it's it, it's gotta be, i mean just not even purpose but just period like the world that I'm seeing and how this world functions, there has to be cogs and gears that make it tick for um, certain phenomena to happen, right? Like somebody having a dream about their grandmother coming to them before she passes, right? right. That's like a, that's not something that you can really define in literal terms, but there has to be some type of mechanism, you know, to make those things work. I'm, I'm, I'm an information whore. So I'm always trying Thanks. to figure out something. <laughs> And so, um, you know, literally was just like, hey, whatever, whatever's out there, like, I want to embrace something a bit deeper than just what's tangible. Right. I, and yeah. I've studied spirituality, so I understand that there is a uh, a mentality and a brainwashing of sorts that, that that some have that believe in these things. But I wanted to see more evidence of it. And boy, did I see evidence. Is that um, what you asked for? Yeah. Yeah. And did not understand uh, <laughs> any of what I was dealing with. So I was working in a hotel. 
um, that's attached to an airport. If you've ever been to Dallas and you've seen the Grand Hyatt, that's where I work. Shout out to them. I'm going to get a room one day. <laughs> and um, had to take a sip. Sorry. Throat was oh, you're dry. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> and just, you know, again, ruminating in my mind about how things, you know, how there's got to be a, a methodology behind the things that people experience. And this this young woman comes in. And she's dressed and she's got the big harem pants on, which I love harem pants now. And she's got the bells on and a T-shirt. And I'm looking at this woman like, your white ass don't belong in none of what you're wearing, right? And that's just that's just the way I am. Like, it, that's how my brain works, right? Nothing against white people, but no, that was no, my first good. thought. I'm just cracking up because you're like, absolutely not, sis. Yeah, nah. Absolutely what not. are you doing? And she's in there and she's got a vibe and she's like, She's kind of bouncing from left to right like there's music playing and nobody can hear. And I'm like, bro, you ain't even on a beat with what's playing in the airport. I'm done. And so she comes up to me. She says, yeah, I'm getting a ticket. I'm going to India to find myself. I got an Airbnb for two months for $50. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and I'm going to ride elephants. And I'm just discovering myself. I cashed in my 401k and I'm taking all this money and I'm running to India to figure me out. And I'm like, that's cool. And she's like, you know what? I see something in you. I'm like, oh, shit. This is going to become a porno real fast. Here we go. (laughs) And she's like, you need to discover who you are. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have the uh, fortune of having a 401k. Okay. And I, you know, I'm a black kid from Mississippi that lives in Dallas, Texas. So. Yeah. Yeah, finding me out, you you I'd much rather find some weed, find some ass, you know, find a beat, make a make a record. And um the woman, but she was really trying to impart on me that she could see that that I'm at a turning point. And in my arrogance and my crassness, I was like, yeah, nah, get out of here, you Indian wannabe white woman. You should be going to Ireland, you should be going to England, you should be going where your people come from. Why are you not going to Scandinavia? And it's so Scandinavia for me. Right. And so um that was the first instance now looking back where it's just like, okay, there's something here. Cause what are the odds that I meet this woman and she has this revelation? I kid you not for the next 30 days, every day, somebody would come into the airport. You need to really figure out who you are. You really need to make your mark on the world. 30 kid you not 30 days of this. They was on it. So on the 31st day, I say, look, there's some weird shit going on. Um, I understand spirits and I don't fuck with spirits because I think all of y'all are evil. I'm still still kind of I left the church and have been exposed to some things at this point, but I'm still not really moved by the whole spirit thing. Yeah, because it wasn't concrete to you at that time. Yeah, nah, like I I yeah, like I believe in spirits, but y'all on some some other shit with this. Y'all keep sending people in here. Okay, bet. So I said, all right, spirit, it, you know, show me what you want me to do. Tell tell me what's going on. I'm the type of person that challenges spirit. And I will say, do not be that person. Don't challenge spirit because spirit will whip your ass. Mm -mm. Right? Mm -mm. And there are many stories I could tell you where I challenge spirit and spirit whoop my ass. I'm often challenging spirit. Do not be like me. I can take the (laughs) ass whooping. Most people can't. Um, (laughs) And so the lights flicker and all the lights in the hotel go out. No bullshit. Across the entire building. And so oh I'm getting God. calls on the radio where everybody's like, hey, everything's shut down. Everybody hold tight. You know, nobody's going home. Just wait a minute. And so the emergency lights cut on and it's real dim. And I say, OK, I asked the question. Y'all cut all the lights off. But that don't really give me an answer. OK. And so again, and so um, I hear a voice say plain as day. 
Give it all up and I'll show you something better. And it was a woman's voice and it was a familiar voice. I was like, who in the hell is this? I said, what you mean give it up? Like give up my lunch break? Like I don't mind standing here an extra 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I put that on my check. Again, just being out of line, flat out of line with wow. And um, the voice says again, no, idiot. Give up your job. Give up the place you live and give up the girl you're dealing with. And I will give you something better. I said, you know what, spirit? I'll take you up on that. You prove to me you got something better for me and I'll go for it. Right. And we left it like that. And so trying to figure out who this voice is, it takes me back to a dream I had the day before I met the Indian woman. Well, the woman going to India because she definitely wasn't Indian. Uh, believe it or not though like before i get into the dream i actually reached out to her like after i got through a lot of my process and was like thank you like you were the one who really you were the, the catalyst you yeah you were the plug you were the dot connector she's like oh thank you i remember you xyz i'm glad you're doing great things um but i had a dream that i was the leader of a three-ring circus look at that had the top hat on and everything and um it's funny because I'm living I'm living this dream now. It's crazy. And so um, I'm bringing all these acts out. I'm bringing all the bears and lions and tigers. Oh, my. I'm bringing out the trapeze artist. And people are throwing peanuts and popcorn at all of my acts. And I say, everybody get off stage. And I look at the crowd and I say, you ungrateful motherfuckers. It becomes the uh, training day. Like, that was me. Now, I was Denzel Washington. I'm putting cases on all of you bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was me. I'm King Kong here, like, literally, like, and I kick everybody out. And so the crowd leaves, and they're booing me, and they're throwing cups and stuff at me. And when they leave, I go into the back lot, and I see all of the, um, I see all of the the performers and all of the, you know, the people and the animals, and I'm chit-chatting it up, and we're talking about just how people are so ungrateful. And how they don't understand the entertainment and the, the lessons within the entertainment that they're receiving. Right. And um, I see this woman, light skin, but she was super thick. And she had a parrot on her shoulder, big afro. And I was like, hold on, y'all. Who is this? And everybody's looking at me and they start laughing. And somebody's like, you should go talk to her. I'm like, shit, all right. So, you know, I grab my little cane, tip my You're top like, hat. Yeah, I got it. Right. I'm taking a whole little stroll doing my pimp walk. And I look I, this woman in the face and I'm like, who are you? Right now. I can you, you already know it. And I'm like, who are you? And she looks at me and she laughs and she gives me a kiss and it knocks me out in the dream. So I'm unconscious. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm waking up in the dream and everybody's fanning me, trying to get me up. And I was like, who was that woman? And everybody laughs again and I wake up. Um, and I'll, I'll explain to you who that is and why it's valid in a, in a minute. And so, um, the voice is definitely the voice from the dream. And I'm like, okay. So I go through the process of, uh, going back home and I'm like thinking on everything that happened that day. I get a phone call from a friend of mine that's at a studio across the street from mine. And he says, Hey, I'm moving to California. I have a house and a trailer in Longview, which Longview is about an hour outside of Dallas. Right. And he was like, I have a house and a trailer in Longview. Gather all up your music friends, go there, shoot reality TV shows and make the best music of your life. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? They weren't playing. And so I'm like, OK, bet. So I'm calling everybody. I got a good, you know, six people that want to go. The house is a four bedroom and everybody's chill. And um, the rent's only nine hundred. 
and it's a two it's it's, it's a uh it's a four bedroom house two story and so i was like we can't beat this we're gonna get cameras set it up we're gonna throw shows in the back because it's on eight acres of land oh yeah oh yeah so i'm i'm over here thinking yo we finna tear this motherfucker up and um so i immediately put in my my two weeks at my job um i don't renew my lease at my studio and i basically throw everything in my car (laughs) the day of the move one by one all six people called me in a row hey man thought about it man i just got this job not gonna be able to do it hey you know my mom needs my help i'd be too far away Literally, everybody had a different excuse. Six people in a row, same day. The day we were supposed to leave. So I'm effectively homeless now. (laughs) Literally. Because I can't can't go to Longview just by myself. Like, that wasn't the plan. And I didn't really have a, a thought process on how to make that work. So I go back to my mom crib. <laughs> you know, what can I just, do at this point? Right. You know, and so she's living in a one bedroom apartment. I'm sleeping on the floor and um, making a little adjustment here. And um, I end up going to a poetry event that I had been ducking uh, because my ex's father curates the poetry event. So I didn't want to see my ex and her new man that looked like me because that was what she decided to do. Uh, and so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go. And I went and I saw a homie of mine that I met, you know, we hadn't really like kicked it like that, but I saw him and I was like, yo, it was good. And he was like, um, yo, you need to come kick it at the, uh, the acts of change, which is a cultural center. Right. right. Now the first time <laughs> I go to the acts of change is three days after one of the curators died. And just, just I'm connect because all of this connects. And so, He's reminding me that I was there, that I knew where it was, and that, you know, I kicked it with him and another mentor of mine there. And so I was like, shit, I'll come through. So the next day, I literally pack my entire studio up, and I go and kick it there. And it's a good time. We're in the basement, and I'm making beats, and we're talking to women. We're uh, rolling up tobacco. Okay, come on, rolling. It's, it's the yeah, rolling. Love, love tobacco. Yeah, I'm not buying. At that point, I wasn't buying cigarettes. I was rolling my own. I was a different type of, different breed of smoker at that point. Hey, and so, hey, um, hey. No judgment. Speaking of smoke. No judgment. <laughs> uh, and so things eventually become a bit rocky with my mom, where mom is like, hey, you need to find something to do. And mind you, I just had a music video go viral. Um, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. We're gonna have numbers. some links in the description, low key. Yeah. That's that was uh, me doing a low key plug appreciate it and so i had a song called white and it was basically about you know black kids in black culture being called white kids and why that's detrimental but the song is fire I and the it. video mm-hmm. oh you oh man the video is it's crazy the video is so nuts it deserves a million views and i'm not saying that because it's mine but <laughs> the videos the videos going up i'm performing at huge venues i'm like we have a legendary venue here named trees and it was my first time performing at trees off the strength of that record and so I'm telling my mom, like, yo, shit's finna go crazy. Like, just give me some time. And mom's not wanting to hear it. Mom thinks that, you know, basically I threw away my life. I threw away a good job. I threw away a good opportunity. Yeah. You know, and um, I get that, you know, yeah, from the outside. Trust looking the process in. at that point. Right. Well, shit, I didn't trust the process at that point. I'm trying Nobody to figure out what the fuck the happened to my house. So I was like, what, what, what? Like, you supposed to, and also I'm thinking the spirit done dubbed me. I thought it was some Illuminati shit. They was going to take my soul and I was going to be rich and I'd have been cool with that. 
I, you know, if the Illuminati needs the nigga to be a billionaire, come all at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. I'll throw my life away to make sure everybody else is good. Like, you that's know always been my mentality. I can't. I could not. And so I'm just being straight. And so um, I get to the cultural center and I'm like, yo, I really can't go back home. Like, mom is tripping. And I talked to the lady that curates it. She's a wonderful woman. She's a professor. She's a doctor. Um, she's just great in, in Pan-Africanism. She taught culture at a, um, a college out here that that name escapes me right now. Um, but um, she says, hey, you know, if you're going to stay here, I would like somebody to be here overnight because this is a rough area. I didn't know I was moving into the hood like that, like that. You ain't know what was what, what it was. Yeah, I didn't understand. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll stay here. It's no problem. Like, it's oh, fine. She's, yeah, she's having a lot of foresight. And then, you know, it's niggas trying to break in at night. I'm over here with my Smith and Weston, like, yo, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Like, like what's up? You know? And so, um, but no, it was a good experience overall. I basically moved all my stuff there and was there 90% of the time. I would only go home to shower. Um, and turned out to be an African cultural center. And so I'm there and I'm hearing these lectures. I'm learning the history um, of basically being black. And it it was a lot for me to take in. It was definitely culture shock. But I learned so much about community building, about what what the black relationships should really look like. Right. Not what TV tells us, not what the Internet says is right in a relationship, but how relationships really are supposed to function between you and a woman or you and your fellow man. Talk yeah. talk. You know what I'm saying? It, and it was a very open space and men were treated so differently. And that's why I'm glad I get to be on here so I could talk about it. The way that the women treated the men at this cultural center was insane. I, and I, I have nothing bad to say about black women. I love black women. My mom taught me that black women were God and I've never let that go. Because they are. But I'm sorry. They are. No, for sure. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we are. It's fine. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, you carry the whole universe in your stomach. That shit's amazing. How vibe. do you do it? It's a vibe. I taught you that. It's a vibe. And so um, I'm definitely getting some DMs after this podcast. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, but learning, you know, but having a woman that does not mind catering to you just because you're a man in position was new for me. Right. I'm used to being on the other end of that where I'm kissing and sucking toes for loose change. It's and loose here, change. yeah, pennies, nickels, not- and quarters. Even bills, I quit. And so, oh, seeing that and being embraced by that, I was like, man, Africans might have something going. Like this shit, kind of crazy. Like I'm not African, but shit, I'll pretend. I throw an accent on and anything. This is before Black Panther, but you know what I'm saying. I'll be I, Wakanda forever. I feel like I'm ready to fight you for real. Like I can't. I'm, I'm over here. Yes, sister. Yes, I am here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, where are you from? I'm from Dallas, man. I just I throw the accent on. And they thought that was funny, but even the women that weren't straight, right? Even women that were lesbian, not bisexual, full-on lesbian, I do not like penis or dildos, were still in the position of serving men. And the thing about the men was we also served the women. So that catering was universal. It was, hey, I see you. I see your energy. And I I respect that, you know, that you're different from me. And I'm going to honor that. And so that was the beauty of being there, being able to see that. And I'm like, man, this is kind of fire. Uh, I want to be a part. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand the culture. But then they introduced this thing called Ifa. Come on, Ifa. Uh, 
how do I put this into words? Uh, there's no words. Um, there are no words. It, it, like, imagine thinking you understood. It's like entering the matrix. It's red pill, blue pill for real. It really is. I ain't like, even, I ain't even touched it, but I know. I know it's different. It, it uh, and so, um, the first thing I see from it is they basically taught me how to greet the elders of the building that had transitioned that had passed on. Uh, when I came in and they taught me how to tap my foot at the shrine and let them know I'm coming in and how to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, you know, uh, when in Rome, you do what the Romans this, do. Right. But this shit is weird. And so, um, I'm kidding. I kid you not. I'm sleeping out there on a the couch and I wake up and I see mice at the shrine of one of the past on elders and their hands are in prayer hand form and they're tapping to go into his shrine too. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? not like no bullshit. I'm like, that's uh, okay. All right. Anyway, um, go back to sleep. <laughs> right. Go right. Back just sleep. let me just pretend I didn't see that. Maybe I was dreaming. I don't know, but I'm not going to touch it. Not with a 10 foot pole. And so, um, then I start seeing the elders sitting behind the shrine at night where I wake up and I can vaguely see the outline. I'm like, is that nigga watching me? Oh, that's not, a, that's, me for me. that's not a nigga. I'm going back to sleep. Good night. <laughs> it got so crazy that when I would invite women to come through, I don't know, man, I, I bag more women when I was homeless. It's crazy. Now that I'm a bit more settled, it seemed like they don't want to deal with the set. It's like, you got to be extremely good or extremely bad for women to want you in this climate. And I was yeah, definitely on the far don't, end. Don't even get me started. Please don't. And so, oh. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. And so the women I would invite over would see them too. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not all the way crazy. Right? Uh, the homeboy that invited me through one day, he's got these cowrie shells in his hands. And he's throwing the cowrie shells. Now, the Boom. cultural center is next to an adult daycare. And I'm like, bro, do I need to call the people over here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you straight? Like, do I, are you okay? Are you over there? Are you chanting and throwing these shells? He was like, nah, man, I'm I'm divining. It's like, all right, in the Bible, they said that was a sin, but you know, right, we didn't wrong. Come on now, because you know, <laughs> that ain't gonna never leave. And so I'm like, okay, I'll entertain it. What's going on? He said, watch this. And he says, and he shows me these flashcards, and he has, you know, what means yes, what means no, X, Y, and Z. And he says, Is John an asshole? And he cast on it and it Boom. comes up a yes. And I'm like, okay, that, that was luck. And he does it again. And not only does he get a yes again, it falls in the exact same orientation in the exact same space on the table. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's peculiar. And so he just starts asking all of these questions about me. And the, the cowrie shells, the motion of them, when you're really divining, it don't look natural. It, it's, there's an appearance to it that you can't really describe where it's like, it's almost like a, a glitch in the matrix. Like, you're like yo, that shouldn't... That shouldn't move like that. That shouldn't. Okay, so that that kind of caught me, but I was still being, you know, still being me. And so they're like, well, let's talk to you about Ifa, And all the elders get together and they're like, well, we'll talk, tell you about the Rishis. What Rishis do you think, you know, you align with? And they're telling me about Oshun. They're telling me about Yemonja. They're telling me about Obatala. They're telling me about Ogun. Everybody's like, you're going to be Ogun. You're big. You're kind of burly. You're good with technology. You're going to be Ogun, Ogun, Ogun. And I'm hearing Ogun. And it's something in my spirit that's like, Please do not associate me with Ogun. And nothing against Ogun, right? Ogun has come through for the brother many, 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 many times. But in that moment, when people would say that to me, there was something in me that would stir and be like, don't associate me with him. Now that I know what I know, I'm like, oh, I get it. But um, 
So everybody's trying to say I'm Ogun and I'm like, y'all are crazy. And we bump into a spirit that, um, damn it, I can't, I forgot I was on the oath. I almost, I almost spilled it. There's a spirit that lives in a particular place where there's no light. Right. And I was like, that, that feels right. That feels a lot more close to who I am as an individual. And they started telling me stories about it and telling me how it coexisted and why it's the way it is and how it became bitter. And I'm seeing aspects of my life line up with this. And I'm like, okay, if we, if we talking to Risha, I like that one. That one's cool. That one and, makes sense. Yeah, that one makes sense. And the, the irony of it is I'm living in a basement that's under sea level. Wow. Like geographically, this is where this is below where water would re- regularly rest. And so I'm really feeling that entity now and I'm always in the dark anyway. And so I'm in the dark right now thinking about it. And so um, I was like, OK, so they got two hooks in on me right there. I'm like, OK, this is interesting. I'm not all the way going for it. But it's cute. But this is this is, you know, I'm, I can go. I can pop my shit, you know, a little bit. I can I can. I'm learning a language. I'm speaking a lingo, but I'm not all the way in yet. I'm doing what I got to do essentially to keep a bed. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, and right. so, hold, it down. Uh, hold it down, right? P-O-P. Exactly. And so, um, one of my mentors calls me up and says, "Hey, we finna feed the warriors." And I'm like, "Are we talking about the '80s movie? Like, who got the DVD?" I'm. Warriors. Oh my god! My that's literally movie? me. Like, that's my favorite movie ever. I had DVD somewhere. And so I'm thinking, they we gonna be clinking fucking cans and shit and bottles, and they're just like, "Bro, you are you are so arrogant," and they laugh at me all the time. And so. They bring me in and they're spitting gin and rum and they have me put these weird peppers in my mouth and I'm having to pray and I'm like, I don't do none of this. This is weird. <laughs> and what caught me was um, there's the, the pot for Ogun, speaking of Ogun, um, it's a big cauldron. And within the cauldron, there's implements. And one of the implements represents Ogun and one represents his brother Ochosi. And so Ogun wanted rum. Ochosi didn't want rum. And I'm like, you know, how do they settle the beef? And we're getting into that. And he basically lights that uh that pot up with alcohol. He's spitting rum like crazy. And I'm like, okay, that's wild. And so he goes to move his Ogun pot back to where it was. And the pot tips over. And he resets the pot. And he moves back. And the pot tips over again. The third time this happened, I look back. I say, why the pot keep tipping over? What I'm really asking is, why is it moving? That's what I'm really asking. <laughs> You you got you just you worried about the wrong shit. Right, but I'm saying, why is the pot tipping over? And one of the elders grabbed me by the shoulder. He just says, "Motherfucker, how you act when you drunk?" I said, "I'm in. Whatever y'all doing, I'm ready. Whatever y'all got Turn going up. on. If 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 these spirits could get drunk and fall over, y'all working with some shit. I need to see. Because if they could get drunk, what else can they do? I'm trying to find out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so literally, like that was my introduction. Watching that pot tip over and watching the pot literally smoke where he would blow cigar into the pot and you would watch the pot inhale and exhale the smoke. Love and I'm it. like, this defies science. What the fuck? I want I, it. You know, I love Sign me up. Do y'all need my ball hairs? What are we doing? He said, boy, you know what? I'm just like, I love this. And I think this is what is needed. And I think more people, I will hope, or my hope is that more males feel comfortable to share their experience because this is dope. That's that's how they got me. <laughs> the the, the Roman true story. And so um they're like, all right, we gotta go get you your first reading. 
I'm like, a reading? You know, like, we've thrown the carriage shares. They're like, no, 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 no. You got to go see a, a Babalawa. Yeah. I was like, what is a Babalawa? That sounds like some good uh, Mexican food. Where you get a Babalawa from? Is that wrapped in a banana leaf? Like, Stop it. Stop. And niggas is just like, they're tired of me at this point. Like, you're bro, if you shut up and get this car. Like, you're really yeah, that's just me. But that's me as a person. Like, still, still to this day, like, I have homeboys that they just be like, bro, you are just out of there. And so, um, they take me to get this reading. And this, this is where, if I wasn't in before, this is what cements me in. Um, I met the guy before. We had done some stuff. I made candles that got sold in his shop. But I didn't know, you know, his position was so prestigious. Right. And then his, um, his life path, because you get a life path sign when you're Nephi. His life path sign is one of the rare signs. And I, so I'm like, okay, well, this guy, he's like a Lamborghini. Like, he, okay. you know. You okay, so I'm finna sit back here with him, and so I'm not understanding what's finna happen. And he's my godfather now, but he wasn't my godfather then. But he sits down and he's on the floor, and I'm in a chair, and I'm like, Do I need to get on the floor? He says, No, 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 no. You sit there. Real quiet, humble dude, right? And it's funny, if you saw him in person, you'd have no idea that this man could wink at you and you die. And so uh um, you think I'm playing. I done seen some shit, man. I I'm over here like the the, the, the crazy crackhead. I didn't see things, man, scratching my neck. I can't unsee. Oh. <laughs> and so um, he grabs his chain. He asks me my name and birthday. And he grabs his chain and he throws it. And his eyes gets wide. And this is this is now our relationship. Now everything he does to me, or for me, rather, uh, his eyes just get wide because he's seeing shit he don't normally see. But his eyes get wide and he said, you're very special. He said, you've come here to figure out who you are. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? The How you know? The woman said that shit to me like three months ago. And so... um. He starts the reading and he says, um, he says, this reading tells you that Oshun has carried you for the first 25 years of your life. And now it's time for you to be carried by somebody else. And so we brought, she brought you here and Eshu brought you here. So, um, you know, you could learn this tradition and, you know, all the pain and struggle and strife that you went through was to get you to this mat today. And I'm like, damn, she it's wasn't lying. Tears for me. Oh no! I cried like a baby during. That's the whole why I reading. said that it's the real thug. Oh, you can hear it. Like I'm, I'm trying not to cry now. And so, he's telling me all of these things about these spirits, and he's saying, you know, all the Orishas are praying for you, and they've been wanting you to come home in your home now. And so he's running through the gauntlet, and he says, um, you know, he said, he, I'm not even getting to those things, but he he gave me some game about things that I was doing. But the thing that's funny was he said, uh. He says, you're going to have trouble with uh, very white Caucasian women. And I'm thinking, man, white girls love me. What are you talking about? You know, that was the one thing that stuck out. And so um, I leave the reading, tears in my eyes, and they're asking me, hey, what Orisha has been defending you? Because your first reading is basically from the day you're born up to that point. Okay. So they're asking me what Orisha has been with me this whole time. And I say Oshun and my head hangs because I'm thinking it's going to be something masculine. Some hard. I'm thinking uh, no. I'm trying to go. I'm with Eshu, you know. I'm chilling with Obatala. I'm even Oya, you know, because she gangster. I come out the room and say Oshun. The whole room laugh at me. Whole room is you like, like oh, that just shot down my credit. Right. Oh, you supposed to be in the water. You're a little water nymph. You... And so they, they would make fun of me. Um, And it's funny because like Sky Zaddy is a joke based on something that happened back then. So when they found out I was Oshun, my mentor would wake me up early in the morning from that point on because he wanted me to study. And he would slap me on the side of the head, hey, Aquathot, get up. And so that was my nickname. 
for the better part of two years, I'm aqua thought now because I'm I'm with Oshun, and then I was with the path Oshun came up in a reading was one that was poor and who was selling her body. Dang. And so I'm aqua thought now, and so Sky's Addie for me is just kind of like look at who y'all thought I was versus who I am. Yeah, come on now, come on. I didn't y'all thought I was a hoe. Now I run these. Hoes. Anyway, I'm um, grown. And so, uh, and so, um, I end up getting pulled over six or seven times in the next week. And I'm like, wow, I've never had no trouble with cops before. What is going on? And I remember that my car is white and my car had a name. My car was named Joanne. You You ever, you ever seen Joanne the scammer? Yes, I love Joanne. And this is my Caucasian house. This is my Caucasian. Get out of my car. So my car was a white Chevy Lumina that I called Joanne. It was my Caucasian car. That was the white woman that was in the reading that was causing me trouble. Crazy as shit. So it's funny when spirit finds a way to express to you things and it gives it to you in a way that's going to make you think. Spirit is not always going to give it to you straight because giving it to you straight doesn't allow you to grow. Right. And so now, because there's um, there's signs that come up in reading to talk about riding uh, horseback or riding in an elevated position and getting in accidents or having troubles with the law. They gave me the white woman piece so I would ruminate on it and see that, hey, everything is not going to be exactly what it seems. And yeah. so um, we go on from there. Uh, there's a lot of stories in between it, but I eventually get my hand to Vifa. They go and they mark my guardian, Orisha. I am the beloved child of Obatala, the original Sky Zaddy. And so um, we're very close, he and I. Very, very close. And um, I don't really teach much or preach much on Orisha tradition because, in my view, it's too many people in it. And it's a lot of people that shouldn't be here that are here. Mm. But um, from that point, um, I got even deeper just into my education about spirituality um, because Obatala is a very cerebral Orisha. He deals directly with the head. And so... I'm like, well, if I'm his child, you know, and his position is to teach one way or another, you know, then I need to make myself a premier speaker and educator within a spiritual space. And so that's when I was going live every day and having a lot of conversation about spiritual things. Mind you, I still have all the information I started with from nine that's just been sitting inside my head. So it becomes, you know, mental vomit (laughs) for literally out here. It needs to be out. Right. Thanks. And so, um, you know, I go through a lot more initiations. I have a ton of Orishas now. I'm not crowned um, in Lukumi, in Orisha tradition yet. Uh, I do hold a priesthood that I don't talk about. And um, even that was just like, it was just a crazy experience. And so I'm here today as one who definitely wants to allow people to enhance their destiny and enhance their character. Right. I'm yeah. not out here spell slinging um, just to do so. I'm not out here initiating warfare just to do so. Even though Abatala is the one who brought warfare and gunpowder to Earth, um, that's my domain. So I don't have to sit and be in that energy. Right. And so my my disposition is basically, hey, I'm going to give you all as much game as I can while I'm here. And once I'm out, I'm out. And so okay. um, that just that's that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Started at nine, got really into it at 12, got serious at, you know, 22, 23. And here I am, 28 today. And um, priesthood is probably only a year or two away from me, like within this system. 
Because yeah. I got some other shit going on in the side. But, it's popping. Uh, He's like, I got, yeah. I got some shit in the work. I ain't going to tell y'all about it, but it's right. going I can't, down. I can't tell y'all about that, but just know that you ain't fucking with just somebody that's, you know, inexperienced and don't really have no credence. It's just I'm very quiet about mine because I'm not, into, again, anti-spiritualist. I hate all the fucking titles. I hate people talking about how many years they've been in this and that. I hate when people try to say, oh, because I have this level of initiation, I'm better than you. I hate all of that. And I understand why the hierarchy exists, but those titles should be a humbling thing for you. When you receive that title, you should be humble to receive it. It's not something to flaunt. And so uh, when I see uh, people where literally now in their descriptions and their bios, whether no matter what tradition they're in, their patron spirit is mentioned and oh, I'm a child of this and they have emojis that go with it now. I'm like, uh-uh, don't do that. The fuck are y'all doing? Like, I don't like none of that I, shit really know, matters. I, I just want to go on a mini rant because I just feel like, you know, people can do what they want and they can walk their path. But these, I am a gatekeeper and I know people don't like that. But if these things are sacred and to be secret, Shut why up. Well, hello, Cameron is introducing himself on the podcast. Here's his cameo. And he has left the building. Um, When people are giving away this sacred information, I just kind of like, I feel like nobody should know that about you. I feel like this should be a secret. I feel like. What's the point? Okay, like, again, I just said on this podcast, I'm a child of a bachelor, right? And I mentioned him because, um, because he's very sacred to me, right? But I also mentioned it to prove this point. It don't mean nothing. It's children of a Batala all over the world. So who yeah. cares? Right? I care because it's for me. Y'all out people outside of me, that shit don't matter. They're not looking for me and saying, oh, we're looking for a Batala, so we came to you. No, y'all looking for JT. Y'all looking for John Theory representing Waters of the Westgate. Come on. Okay. No. Let us dive below the surface. That's that's who y'all looking for. And so I don't flaunt that. I don't flaunt like people don't know the Orishas I have, and I got some crazy shit. My my life path is dope, where I receive a lot of shit that most people can't even look at, and so um, Lisa, it can't even look at. But I no, just- like for real. And so because of that, you know, like I I because my life path is like that. I view it that way, where it's like, bro, y'all don't need to know nothing about me. If I tell you I can do the work, I can do the work. When I pull up with something that look weird, don't ask me no questions. This what you do. Just when I run this bird, I, when I, I run this bird across your forehead, just let me run the bird across your forehead. When it, when when whatever happened to the bird happened to the bird, don't be asking me why I'm doing that. Just you know, and granted, I'm not making nobody come in this shit completely blind, but what I, I'm illustrating the point that a lot of this shit don't have to be discussed, you know, and it's not to be discussed. It's a yeah. sacred thing. And it, the, the sad thing is it has to be secret now because there's no sacredness left. When something is yeah. seen as sacred people who have curiosity don't ask questions because they know it's something they're not supposed to deal with. It has to be secret. Right. It has to be secret now because too many people is is talking too much and giving up too much game. And people say, Oh, I talk too much. Okay. That's, that's fine. Oh, I give up too much game. I'm trying to save the world. Okay. That's fine. But you ain't never heard me speak on nothing that going in that back room. Once that door closed, I'm a different person. My name ain't even the same no more. They don't call me John in the back rooms. They don't call me by my legal name in the back rooms. I got a different name. My title is different. My presence is different. And so that's not for y'all. The happy, fun-loving, oh, we're going to kick it. I'm going to say crazy shit and make y'all laugh. He is out the window, right? But y'all don't get to, y'all, y'all aren't meant to experience that other side unless you're in the room with me, 
right? And mind you, I've done spiritual work that I'm definitely unqualified for. Like my Godfather has given me a lot of permissions. And um, because of my life path, I, I'm able to do things that most people aren't able to do within tradition. However, I don't run around talking about that shit. Y'all hear me? Ah, oh, my Godfather let me do this. I'm better than y'all because I don't feel that way. It's It's a responsibility for me. And it's a heavy one at that where it's like you've given me license to um, effectively touch someone's destiny, right? So right. I'm looking at you like a medical patient. I'm looking at you like the doctor looks at you or should look at you because a lot of these doctors today are fugazi. But, Get into it. But um, And so when I see people playing on the internet with spirituality, it rubs me the wrong way because it's like, one, you don't know what I've been through to get here. And you want to debate with me about a fact? You don't know what I toiled through. You don't know that I sat in a cultural center where, going back to the cultural center, I got to a point where my elders couldn't keep up with me. And they're now hiding their books from me. They're now hiding their documentation. They're hiding the secrets from me because they feel like I'm growing stronger than them. Where an elder challenged me because he said, how are you doing six readings in, uh, in a day and I'm not getting but one reading a week? Where I'm being accused of doing witchcraft. Like, I went through a lot to get Baby, here. that witchcraft accused me that. Oh, man, I love that. I love that one. Want to know why I love it? Because if you accuse me of doing witchcraft and you retaliate to something that's not happened, then I have license to whoop your ass. Every time. And so, and most times I don't, I don't get into it. I float, right? I just float right past the bullshit. Y'all going to be throwing all types of hooks and chains at me and try to drag me down to the bottom of the ocean and my ass should be floating across the water. But, um... Yeah, all the the accusals and accusations. I had women telling me, uh, they said they did a tarot card reading on me, and a tarot card reading said I was a womanizer, not knowing that I have a sense of muerte, and her primary function is to keep people from divining on me. Like, you're not gonna ever get a good or clear result. And I'm just like, bro, like, let me be me. If you don't like my content, if you don't like what I have to say, if you're offended by it, block me. Like, keep it simple. If you, if you, if you feel like I'm a certain way, if you feel like I'm an illegitimate practitioner because I don't tell y'all all the shit that I have, if, if y'all feel like, um, you know, because my information is different that I have to be wrong, block me and go on with your life. Don't spend all of your time trying to figure out what I'm doing and where I come from because then you miss your blessings. You look to the left and the right got everything you need. Okay, come on. Let, listen, so I do want to have you back, friend, um, at some point. Um, because I do want to address some specifics in terms of like um, mental health and spirituality and Absolutely. the things that you've seen and stuff. So I do want to have you back for that. Um, what what do you got coming for the people? What you got going on? Where can they find you? Um, Waters of the Westgate on Instagram right now. The website is being rebuilt. So that's not up yet. But I am offering classes every month this year. Yeah. From February to October, the first class is going to be on the seven yearly life cycles, which basically like, you know, because they say it's January is the new year. But one, that's wrong. New Year's in spring. Come on now. And two, everybody has their own new year based on their birthday. And there's 52 day cycles that denote specific energies that go on in your life. So if you're aware of this, you don't need a reading to know what energy you're in or why you're dealing with what you're dealing with. It teaches you how to deal with your uh your business relationships to teach you how to deal with your personal relationships, when to look for lovers, when to look for favor with certain people, when to invest in certain things, when not to invest, when to sign contracts. It's a very deep 
deep science that um, I apply to my life to this day. And I want to give that to y'all for the low. So there's an early bird special for uh, for uh, $20. But if you hear this on the podcast and you DM me the word freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E, you can get the class for $15 if you come from the recording. So that's for y'all. Y'all are not going to see it nowhere posted on Instagram. DM me freebie and I'll let you in for $15. And, um, you know, we're also doing a, a meditation series this year. I, I do make music. I'm a musician. So I have a series of guided meditations and path working meditations um, coming as well as okay, just get on good, that. I, good I meditation music. What are these meditations? And let me tell you, it's crazy. It's a vibe. We'll be in a, we'll be in a whole new world and not even understand it. And so um, I didn't understand it, but I was there. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. And so. I'm giving myself up this year. If y'all need me, I'm here. I also do readings, divination, all types of spell work, anything that you need. I consecrate jewelry spiritually, which is a very rare feat. Not a lot of people know how to do it and do it properly. Um, they, you know, say you some shit, they put Florida water on and that'd be it. No, I know how to actually Come on, Florida find, water. <laughs> find jewelry that actually matches you from an astral perspective, what spirits you work with, what your Zodiac is based on your natal chart. I can, you know, give you the tools to create jewelry and then consecrate that jewelry for you. Um, so I'm not limited. I'm, I'm pretty universal. Don't call for me for no love work if that person is with another person because I'm not doing it for you. Damn. But yeah, I, uh, you know, if you have spirits on you, if you feel like you're being haunted, I know how to do the exorcisms, the African way. And so just let me know what you need and I got you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Take me out to dinner. Yeah, big ball, <laughs> fuck your life. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to do that. <laughs> it was it was my spirit. You already knew I was going there. <laughs> you knew it. I knew it. We knew it as a unit. We knew it. Um, I appreciate you for coming. You will definitely be back. Um, I definitely want the conversation with you, being as though you know we mentally or we focus mostly on mental health, and right. I think that's a huge topic that you need like a whole other conversation for. Like we can't uh, absolutely. We can't even <laughs> start that. We can't start that. So um, you will be back for that. I really appreciate your support. I appreciate and- your platform. Coming on a platform and offering something to the people. That's that's new. That's the new. Okay. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> it's like you can't come and not give offers. You know how these people are. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I'm joking. But um, I really appreciate you. I really can't wait to have you back on. So we'll have to do that offline. We'll have to schedule that out. I got um, you. But thank you so much for sharing and being so vulnerable and being so open and sharing your story in your journey because like i said more male practitioners need more space to be authentic and be themselves and tell us how they got it awesome and Um, i'll be definitely will be back to have further conversations for sure okay get into it so um that was the episode you guys uh we will be back next week with communication and bye for now peace